the Zenial Odyssey podcast, where hosts Remy and Bobby Rocks explore life for people born in the late 70s and early 1980s. Each week, they embark on expeditions exploring their analog childhoods or interview guests about navigating adulthood in a digital world. Join them on another adventure to discover what it means to be a Zenial. Hello, everybody. Welcome back again. It's episode 85. As you can clearly see, I am solo again because Mr. Rem is full time now at his new job at a local dispensary, which he has not given out the name of and neither will I. So I figured why let everybody wait? I'll come out today. It's Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Happy 2024 for all of us that are still here. We made it. We made it. Excellent. So I figured I would come on today and I would just kind of give people an update on things that are going on. Kind of like an episode I did a couple weeks ago, that one where I did it solo. Unlike the last time, no major updates. Um, Mr. Mike Snowgrove did reach out to me right before Christmas asking me if I could come on the show. But that said, it was literally right before uh, Christmas and it was on the Wednesday of that week. So it was little bit difficult for me to be able to do that sorry Mike and if something comes up last minute please as always reach feel free that you can reach out to me because you can you can and I will come on we got a lot to talk about sports related just saying just saying as always for everyone else uh let's see what has been going on it's another situation where you guys can't see all the stuff that I'm tinkering with that I am doing behind the scenes of the podcast, putting up more soundproofing things, just trying slowly over time just to improve the sound of the podcast. Uh, it's my hope that it sounds qual- audio quality is good, not just now, but uh, always. Another shout out to uh, Mike Snellgrove, by the way, because uh, kudos to him. He's starting to get to that point where he's asking about audio um, editing because he is ready to take the probably wrong podcast from just a Facebook live and just a Facebook podcast. And he's trying to put things on YouTube. He actually reached out to me over the last week or so. And Mike, I'm just giving you a shout out because this isn't just for you. This is for everybody. Uh, Mike found out kind of the hard way from what it sounds like when you use uh, copyrighted music and you put stuff on YouTube, you run into their pesky content ID And that is basically the AI software that YouTube uses on its own. If you're uploading any videos to YouTube, uh, they run it through their software. Again, their software is called Content ID. And essentially, they're just seeing if you have anything that has any music in it that uh, is copywritten. And then they're also going to see if you have permission to use it. And when you don't, they either flag it outright. In my experience and, and through research I've done, that typically lasts like, could last like five days, and then they'll let your video go through. It's just you can't monetize it. That's the big issue uh, for anyone looking to monetize anything they do on YouTube. If you don't have the permissions, you can't monetize it. Typically, that's why we see so many ads on YouTube videos now. A lot of people either they don't have the copyright or they do, and it's just, the, and they're either trying to make money off of it. So, on the one hand, you don't have the copyrights, and that's how the people who do have the copyrights, like the artists, and the record labels make their money. They put ads on your stuff, and you can't make money off of it. Or you are given the green light, 
now there's ads. That's how you make the, mu the money off of whatever you put out there. And basically, he was asking me, how do I get around all those? And I told him, because I use copyright-free music. Is it free? No. The one I use, no. I pay $20 a month. Uh, free, shameless plug here. They're called Soundstripe. And essentially, I pay that $20 fee. It's a collection of independent artists or artists that just are studio musicians. And essentially, what they do is they give their music to this uh, to Soundstripe. Soundstripe kind of creates this collective so it kind of everybody helps each other out. The money that I pay into that goes to the artist, and they give me permission to use their music without any bullshit that comes along with that. In that time, there's literally been one occasion where uh, YouTube flagged it, and they flagged it for literally five minutes. And then it was like, oh, okay, you're good. I have no ads on any of my content on YouTube because I haven't monetized it, at least to this point. Maybe that'll change in the future but we're not big enough. And at the same time, I, I just, it's, I would rather do everything I can to give you, the listeners or the, the viewers, as few hurdles to get through to view what Remy and I work on on a weekly basis. So that's kind of a 2024 update as far as some podcasts that I partner with. Other than that, I figured I could give everyone an update from my Festivus uh, grievance about my car. So I reached out to uh, my health, my, my health, my car insurance company, and I found out that the person who was found at fault, because I did get the police report, they also have the same car insurance as I do. Yay, all right, woohoo, less bullshit, but still a lot of bullshit. So this morning, actually, the assessor came out and he looked at my car for, I don't know, five, ten minutes. And essentially what he said is, uh, I'll, I'll have the assessment ready for you in like 30 minutes. And literally, I got an email in 30 minutes. So on the plus side, my car wasn't totaled. Again, let's give a round of applause. I didn't want to drive around with a totaled car. Because, yes, I wouldn't just automatically get a new car. Um, so they gave me a check, or they're going to give me a check for what it would cost to fix it. I'm not going to fix it. I'm just going to pocket that money because I really only view myself using this car for another year, and then I will get another car. So it is what it is. Unless I drive it 38,000 miles or whatever, I'm not meeting that, meeting that magical goal of 300,000, but let's see how close we get. That gets us into um, just maximizing savings. Some of that will be for the podcast to just make this bigger and better. Some of those savings will be for just my personal gain. Some of those will be for other things. Um, I think sticking with New Year things that I may really look into, I'm really going to look into no lie, no bullshit, friend of mine last year said I should do this, and I think I'm going to take the step this year come tax season as I'm actually going to LLC the podcast. Uh, that'll do just, that's more for like business purposes and tax purposes if I do monetize it. Just getting that out of the way. Really kind of the short term reason that I would do it though is that for tax purposes, I get to claim all the stuff that I spend on this as a loss, which is fine. It's fine. Uh, that just means I get a bigger return. So again, more claps to me. 
being smarter, working smarter, not harder. Um, some of that I will reinvest back into the podcast. Some of it is just more, again, for my own personal gain. And other than that, uh, that kind of catches me up on where I'm at. Uh, some other things that are going on relate to kind of conversations Remy and I have had. It will be something that will not impact you, the viewer, or you, the listener, depending on how you are taking in the podcast format. But essentially, I Remy's days off are different now. He does, no longer has weekends off, which, is, again, is fine because uh, what that job did for him was a chef's kiss. It was a wonderful thing. I don't want to take that away from him. So we are game planning to start recording during the week. There will be some hurdles that come along with that. I'm not going to lie. One of the biggest hurdles, in my opinion, would be that uh, I we both work during the day. So we'll have to switch it up at night because of the area we record in. We'll have to be a little respectful of, let's be honest, my mom, who's nice enough to let us use uh, her basement, uh, which is where we move the studio that you see before you here uh, to now. No shame in that. It's free. She lets literally lets us do it rent-free, so I'm not going to complain. Other than that, uh, looking at new content, uh, when we do get low, I think literally we just go to, as Remy puts it, shit flicks. I will call it Netflix. And I saw, and I don't want to jump the gun and tell you exactly what I saw, but I will be honest and say that I saw something that made me go, whoa. This went on in our formative years. We should talk about it. And I haven't even told Rem about it yet. So if he doesn't hear this, it's a secret until he does, uh, whether I tell him or not. So, yeah, that's uh, at least something we can chat about while we get some, hopefully some guests in order. I know uh, forever in a day, I always want to reach out to my brother. My, one thing that I want to give my brother a shout, because uh, my brother's, again, I, I refer to him as like the Dos Equis guy. He's a very interesting person. He's a musician. He's starting to up the ante with his musical uh, gifts. He held a, a family Christmas party that we do once a year between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and he actually held it at his new home. And he showed me some of his new toys. He got an audio interface that is like this, like the Rode one I have here on steroids. He can do a shit ton more with that than I can do with this. And he is using that with his Adobe Premiere to create more uh, music, um, which some of it, he goes lo-fi. I want to be fair to him. He goes lo-fi. And some of it is because he shares them with me via text messages so that automatically takes some of the audio quality out but other than that i mean he's upping his ante he's putting it out there he's actually reaching out to perform his music live either at open mic nights or at places like there's a place in the city that i live in and that remy lives in it is a mixture of an art gallery and a musical venue in fact i believe blue oyster cult played there which is badass by the way kudos to uh Blue Oyster Cult for playing a smaller venue in uh, my local city. And I know that because my brother actually reached out to me. It was like three or four years ago and said, hey, hey, brother, what's going on? Do you want to go see BOC in your city? And I was like, originally, I was like, yeah, but something came up and I couldn't. He went, that's my brother. He went solo. Um, but he is uh, looking into expanding that. I mean, he still is, a, he's a fucking dude who was a tradesman. He, he's, to be completely honest, he's a, he's a licensed journeyman plumber. He does that. That is his full-time job, and he does shit like this on the side. 
He also posts that on Facebook. He also does some of it on SoundCloud, and I think he's really going to start to get up the ante to do his YouTube channel. So if I could have him on and that could help him grow, I'll do that 10 times out of 10, but it's about more than that. It's about giving you guys someone else not, yes, am I biased because it's my brother? Yes, but he's also very interesting. In fact, I think he's 10 times more interesting than I am. And that's why, because he has a story, and that is his story, and I want him to be able to share that with people that maybe he wouldn't always have the opportunity to share that with. Um, so other than creating new content, again, forming and strengthening those relationships with fellow podcasters, adjusting to Remy's schedule, adjusting to just uh, some bare bones things that I'm doing in my life. Yeah, I call it bare bones because I'm literally going to act like I'm poor, poorer than I, I don't know, maybe I am, but I'm going to act like I'm poor and I'm going to try to live, act like I live paycheck to paycheck and I'm going to do that so I can maximize my savings, which I, I know I talked a little bit about it, but that's my game plan to really do that, to really live on the fringe of comfortableness and paycheck to paycheck, counting in my bills and any free time that I could use. And just to do that too, I have a goal and I won't say it on here, but I do have a goal of a certain amount of money that I want to have put away for various reasons. Number one, a good down payment on that car I was just talking about. Number two, again, I talked about it on a couple episodes ago, whether I did talk about it with Rem, I have talked about it solo with you guys, is I really genuinely would like to buy a house. Now, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to bring the podcast set up there because my wife has said no. So maybe if we uh, did get a property and I got like one of those Reed's Ferry Sheds for people in the New England area, you know what I'm talking about. If I got one of those Reed's Ferry Sheds, maybe I could set that up in there and convert it into a podcast studio. Maybe convert it into something we both could use. So you could use it as like a yoga studio, as a Reiki studio, as other things. I've already said, she is like literally the equivalent of the Doseki's most interesting man, uh, counterpart to my brother, if I'm making those parallels. She is just a fantastic human being who just, to say she works hard is the understatement of understatements. Again, uh, she is the one I was uh, going to all those competitions with. She's been on two episodes. Again, I always like to remind people every now and then when I do bring up Sherry Lynn Nicholas, when I do bring up her name, that uh, it was really like when this podcast first got started and we were literally just using our living room until she kicked me out of the living room to do the podcast when there was no video, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, she was on. She, I interviewed her solo. She also came on to talk about reality TV. Um, and, uh, yeah, she did seven bodybuilding competitions last year. She had, It was a very tumultuous year for her. She uh, had to fire a coach. She had to get on a new coach with a new person, new kind of getting to know one another on the fly midseason. And on top of that, um, yeah, she, uh, she, is, she is not uh, fully up and running, but she is starting to do the legwork for herself of uh, really either opening her own business, which would be a psychology, a therapy, a counseling-related business. So she started the legwork for that, and she's doing that on her own. And uh, I got my thing here, um, but we are, a, we are a team, and I truly and genuinely am someone that if she wants that help, I'm there to help her do that with whatever I can help her with. So, uh, let's see. I want to kind of catch people up on some other things. I did the car, did the car thing. That was honestly something in, in complete total disclosure. It was something that was an annoyance hanging over my head. It was something where I was literally, I do not want them to total my car because I, I just know that even though I can drive around a totaled car, that if I were to get into an accident, that's on me. That, 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 that things 
come out of that, they're just a pain in the ass, to be honest with everybody. And I just really didn't want to deal with that stuff. So I put that stuff off. That's fine. Again, kind of speaks to people our age. We're problem solvers. That's what we do. Uh, complete sidebar, and I'll get right back on track. But I feel like this is going to be like uh, just a, a word salad kind of episode. If anyone's wondering, that is a kind of a lingo that's used in the mental health field, uh, specifically for people. It's in the past, historically, it was used for people who are schizophrenic. But I think it would could be used for anybody who's going through like a psychotic episode. Uh, no, you do not have to just be schizophrenic to have psychotic episodes. You can be bipolar and have psychotic episodes. You can have PTSD and have psychotic episodes. There are many different medical diagnoses and illnesses and disorders that you can be diagnosed with where you can have a psychotic episode. But uh, word salad is essentially could be, uh, and I say it definitely with some hyperbole, but essentially what word salad refers to is that uh, people talk incoherently. So that's why it's the hyperbole. I just feel like I'm jumping around from topics to topics rapid fire. I'm just going to be honest. That's what happens uh, when I'm solo and when I'm just kind of doing the whole roll the decks uh, in my head. And it's uh, something that makes our podcast unique because we do we do plan, but we don't plan like other people do. And it's one reason why ours have more of a flow. But also, it's one reason why I like our format because our format is more natural. It's more genuine. And in all honesty, it's more fun because uh, I, I, if I do have guests on, I do let, give them the free ring. They get the control. I know, I know I've talked about that before. They get the free rent because I don't want to just bust them with something. was I? I was talking about the word salad. I was talking about jumping around from things. I was, uh, I think I was going to go in and talk about maybe the segue I had was related to the mental illness part, but, uh, I was just going to talk about how I've been reading those self-help books that I would be talking about and really, uh, good, really good. It's, it helps me uplift. It helps me give uh, perspective to uh, the way I think about things, the way I process information. It also allows me the ability to self-reflect on how my thought processing leads to decisions I make that are for better or for worse or have uh, impacts uh, on me and my and people around me that I didn't anticipate. So that's that's really good. That said, I've I brought it up with an episode with Rem. It was probably like four or five episodes ago. I really think, because I have to reach out to my doctor anyway. I really think when I do, because I have to set the balls and the wheels in motion for um, getting all the stuff situated with my CPAP machine, because uh, that was on another health insurance for a prior job. So I have to get that going again because uh, my supplies are running low for my CPAP machine. So I just, I do want to re-up my supplies and kind of update them. There's also a new traveling CPAP machine, which is literally like that big. And I really want to get that for when I do travel because uh, the CPAP in the packaging is something this big. And even if I put it into my suitcase, I have to take it out of my suitcase when going through TSA. 
because if not, they'll flag it and make me have to go all the way back and do it all over again. And then I've done that enough in one year's time that I sure as shit don't want to do it again. Uh, also, that's when I will probably reach out about going to see just a therapist, uh, just someone to talk to, an independent person, a neutral, someone who tell me things I don't, I either know and don't want to admit or tell me the things that I don't want to talk about out loud, things that will make me vulnerable, things that will make me uncomfortable. Because I think I'm at a point where there are the things I want to improve in my life are going to involve me doing things and being in situations where I do not feel comfortable. And that is the realm where growth occurs. So I oftentimes, and, and this is related to the books I've been reading, I oftentimes will sit there and I can sit there in my head and go, well, I, the, the, I know what I have to do and I know what I should do. The knows and the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds. But then I don't often put it into practice. And that's what, to me, this year is about. This year for me is being in an uncomfortable place. That being said, healthy. Like I don't, uh, I don't mean going out there and going fucking ape shit and you know partying and being like doing things that like young people do. And yes, I'm at a point where I will concede that I'm no longer a young person. That's fine. But what I mean is that there's uh, goals I have and there's visions I have. And too often, and again, stuff I've talked about, I've sat autopilot or I've just waited for it to come. And shock, shockingly, it hasn't. And some of that is related to things that are going to put me outside of my comfort zones. So if that's where I have to go, son of a bitch, that's where I'm going. I know I'm not going to like it at times. I know that uh, I may break down at times. I know it may cause a lot of feelings for myself. And I may have to face harsh truths, but I'm going to do it in a way that is safe, that is supported, and that ultimately will lead to the growth. I know I've talked about things like that on the show several times, on several episodes, but that's what this year, and that's not a New Year's resolution because I honestly started this before then. It doesn't matter if it was 10 days or two weeks before the New Year. <laughs> I beat it, so it's not, it's not a New Year's resolution because long ago, I told myself, my New Year's resolution, it was like 2009, 2010, my New Year's resolution was no more New Year's resolutions. I got to tell you, the last 13, 14 years, been going strong with that. And this is about more than just something where you just show up to like the gym for the first like week or two weeks of uh, the new year, and then you stop going, which pisses off all the people who have gone throughout the year. And then they get happy again when you just go and you're not clogging up working out machines or anything like that. But this is about multiple things. One of those things, by the way, I did discuss with, with Rem. We discussed it on the air. It's when I said I have to take away the reins from myself and give Rem more of the creativity. Because if we want this thing to grow, we want this thing to stick, keep from going stale. We want this thing to keep um, from just getting stale for you guys, for our followers, for any new people who maybe are trying to catch up, and maybe they get to a point where they're like, eh, that's kind of what it is. Uh, Rem has phenomenal ideas, and some of those ideas are going to put me outside of my comfort zone. So those are other things that I have to do this. If you see this again, it's a lot of different. What I'm just trying to talk to everybody who could be listening or watching is that it's a lot of getting me outside of my comfort zone. It doesn't matter if it's the podcast. It doesn't matter if it's my financial freedom of spending. It doesn't matter 
if it's my emotions or my cognitions, which is like my thinking, or if it doesn't matter if it's my whatever it is. My ideas here is to use this calendar year to be outside of my comfort zone in multiple facets, in multiple ways. Because ultimately, that is what is going to lead to growth. Because that's what I view on the other end of it. On the other end of it is growth. Uh, the best growth that we can make and the best parts of ourselves comes from looking ourselves in the mirror. And instead of just saying it in our head or saying it just to the mirror, it's saying to the person that's standing behind you whose reflection you can see in that mirror as well. So, yeah, again, another episode without uh, Mr. Remy here with us. Another episode that uh, is just uh, tied by so that you guys don't think we've abandoned you. Uh, it's also just one as we get this acclimated. And I really didn't want to come on for long, so that's why it's not going to be a very, very long episode. It's just going to be a quick hitter. Just a little something. Just a little, give you a little taste. Give you a little something to know that we're still here. I may even put this out later today because it's my day off. Took a day off from my job. And I can uh, do that because I really don't have anything going on. Which is another thing that I am thankful for. I'm thankful for this new job I have where I can take this time off. Whether it gives me time or not, I would say I've gotten a lot better at using my pay time off. Uh, this job being no exception, I'm doing that a lot. I've uh, already set up some days that I'm going to take some time off and just take it to myself. Make it short weeks. Make it long weekends. I think on the docket, what I have going on for the first couple is a good friend of mine, and he's an occasional listener. I would love to have him on. Tony D., Mr. Tony DeLuca. He's from the Where You Been days as well. He uh, reached out to me, and he just said, Brother, I got a um, little sidetracked for our, my, our friend Tony DeLuca. Tony DeLuca is a uh, cars salesman associate. He works at a local dealership. He does a phenomenal job, but on top of that, he also has made great um, partnerships and great friendships with some of the people who come in and rent cars or buy cars for businesses or buy them for themselves. And one of those people is someone who has access to one of the executive suites at the TD Garden in Boston. And he gets his pick of Celtics or Bruins tickets. And usually he gets Bruins tickets. And then every now and then he reaches out to me and says, I get to pick one game to go to a year. So I pick to go to a game around uh, Valentine's Day in February. So it's roughly a little over a month away. So that was one where I said, fuck that, I'm making it a long weekend. Not because I'm planning on getting hammered or anything, just because I was like, fuck it. It'll be a late night anyway, whether I drink or not, and why even get up? So that's something that I plan on doing. A good friend of mine uh, reached out. He actually reached out to me like six months ago, and he asked me if I was interested in going see the band Ministry, never seen them before, with... Gary Newman, which I was like blown away. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go see that. Uh, Ministry, by the way, is like post-punk hardcore, punk, little punkish. You know, their heyday was probably the 90s, sticking with a zenial theme. Love to tell you all about that. Uh, but uh, Gary Newman. For anyone who doesn't know Gary Newman, Cars, you know the song Cars? The song that he did in the early 80s that Fear Factory covered in the late 90s and actually had him... Uh, sing on he's still going strong and uh he's someone i he's fascinating and this friend of mine he goes to see artists like that who maybe had a one-hit wonder but they have phenomenal careers away from that one-hit wonder 
And so he hit me up, and he was like, do you want to go to that? Because I'm looking to get two tickets. I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go to that. So that's another one I'm going to go to. Uh, and that's just the early part of the year. Now, I'm still going to travel, and not in a bad way, with my work. Um, so I'm going to do that. And, uh, you know, just see where this year takes me with my job. See uh, kind of how far I can grow. There are going to be things that I encounter again in my job that are going to put me outside my comfort zone. But I'm literally going to kind of in my head and try to do it in person, be like smack myself around and be like, Bob, stop being a little fucking asshole. Just fucking do it. Take a leap of faith. Jump. Have a fucking awesome time. Regardless if you fall on your face and you fail, whatever. Get the fuck up. Because to be honest, yeah, that is uh, probably the, one of my biggest crutches, failure. I'm always hesitant to fail. doesn't mean I'm afraid to fail. I'm just always hesitant. And I kind of want to get over that hesitancy to fail. Uh, because when I have failed, I have bounced back and things have been better. And it's right there. The proof is in that pudding. It's been there for me. And I really just want to start to do better. Start to... You know, have these experiences. That is also it. And so it's personally, professionally, with the podcast, with other things. So now I'm, I'm just covering a lot of these things. 2024, this is about me being ultimately being outside my comfort zone. If it's the podcast, we're in realm, Remy's realm because he's got some good ideas. And I want, I want to do those ideas. And I, I want to do it in a way because if we did them last year, Honestly, I, I, I would have taken away from those ideas, and I don't want to take away from those ideas. The man has good ideas, and we should incorporate those things in. And um, I really view uh, where this podcast, where I initially wanted it, I, my vision for it two years ago, literally February, will make two years since I started recording. Uh, my vision then, as opposed to what it is now, is not the same, but that's okay. Because we're still going strong. This is episode 85. I never thought I never thought we'd be at 85 episodes in. But here we are on the doorstep of 100 episodes. And I don't count the teasers I do. I don't count things like that. It's just mind-blowing that we're here. So uh, with that said, I think I'll bid everybody adieu. It's still the afternoon time. And uh, hopefully I'll stop hitting things, things I can't get out in post-production is what it is. But otherwise, uh, just uh, be on the lookout, guys. Be on the lookout for um, the next things we do. Because it's my hope they're going to be still as entertaining as shit. And it's my hope that we are still just bringing you something that is uh, ever-growing, ever-getting better, in every way imaginable. And just, you know, something that you guys can latch on to. And please keep coming with your feedback. Because we do want to incorporate feedback into the show, uh, whether it's an episode where we're just literally talking with you guys or talking using any forms that you've communicated with us for, except for you fucking bots on Twitter, you fucking bots that just literally want my money or whatever the fuck you want. Nah, nah, I'm, I've just blocked the shit out of you. I was very initially happy. Look at that. We grew in our followers. Woo. And then you start hitting me up asking me the same AI questions. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. Fuck you AI guys. And if you weren't AI people, Fuck you for just trying to reach out and get my money thinking I'm whatever the fuck you are thinking. Take care, everybody. And until the next time.